Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is Jason Bell from the NFL Show, and you are listening to the Franchise Tag Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. I hope you're doing all okay. What a crazy day we had yesterday. What a crazy day we're having today with these free agent signings. We are going to be, we are recording Tuesday, releasing Wednesday. So we are hoping, fingers crossed, there is going to be some crazy signings and some fun free agency signings while we are on air recording this. So you're going to get live reactions from myself and my co-hosts, Andrew Manning and Adam Martin, who are joining me again. Uh, while we're waiting for more of these signings, and then when it quiets down, it's going to be probably a bit of a lull before the draft. You can listen to our podcast for the old fan, the new fan and the UK fan. Follow us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram with the Franchise Tag Podcast and on Twitter with the handle at Franchise Tag UK. If you want to get in contact with us, DM us on there or email us at thefranchisetagpod at gmail.com. You can find our podcast on iTunes Podcast where you can leave a rating and a review and we are on Spotify as well. But don't worry if you don't have them platforms, you don't subscribe to them, you can find all our episodes on our website www.thefranchisetag.co.uk. So the free agency frenzy has started. It was a memorable first day yesterday, uh, especially for teams like the New England Patriots. We're going to be talking in detail about them. We're going to be talking in detail about our own teams, me being the Pittsburgh Steelers, Adam being the Green Bay Packers, and Andrew being the New York Giants, all teams that have had some movement, whether it be people in or people going out at the same time. We're going to talk about some people who have been signed by other teams for some notable contracts, notable players, also some guys that have stayed on their own team, been re-signed there, and also some undrafted free agents, uh, unsigned free agents, sorry, as well, who are still out there and who maybe we think they're going to be going to. We, I have got my... Twitter in front of me right now. So anything that comes up from Ian Rappaport or Tom Palacero or Adam Schefter or anyone like that, if there's any breaking news, we are going to be live reacting to that as well. Um, it, it, it was a memorable first day, Andrew. Today, do you think it's going to be equal to yesterday? We're going to still see some crazy signings, a lot of movement. Yeah, I mean, there's still some big names uh, out there. Um, so I think there's still going to be a lot of movement. There's still teams that that need some of these players on their team. They've only just had the chance to sort of get them into their camps and have a chat with them. So I think uh, once um, they've been around a couple of the clubs and make their decision, I think we're going to see a lot more movement. Adam, it's such a treat, isn't it? When we have this lull between the Super Bowl and the draft and we're all wanting to have some NFL content and then free agency comes around. Sometimes it can be interesting. Sometimes it can be a little bit dull. This year, we are very blessed with some big names out there on the market and big names who have been signed. How, how much fun have you had um, watching it and keeping an eye on it? Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been good, isn't it? Over the last day or so, seeing it, you know, since they've actually been able to, you know, create deals and decide to make moves and stuff like that. So it's been good to watch. Um, I think the other thing is, is that not only is it that you've got a decent selection of 
free agents available it's also happened in the year when the cap space has dropped so it's kind of you know you bring them both together and it kind of almost creates a bit of a perfect storm in a way where you've got these teams that have managed to save the money over the years and uh you know it means that they've got that extra bit to spend and like you say said the patriots it's uh you know they're just one of the handful of teams that have the ability to really go out and spend so that's kind of makes it more fun to watch we, we can't start the franchise tag podcast without quickly just talking about a bit of sad news expected news that we got in the nfl i suppose but sad news none, or, or, or you know nonetheless and that is firstly uh the official retirement of quarterback for the new orleans saints drew Brees. he is now officially retired came out on instagram yesterday with his family he said he was properly retiring i mean it was we knew this was going to happen it's been a couple of weeks now but it's been rumored and, and sort of set in stone really um and what a career drew Brees has had 42 year olds retiring uh with the new orleans saints after he was the second round pick by the San, then san diego Chargers in 2001 didn't have a great career there went over to the saints in 2006 in the wake of hurricane katrina and and just turned that franchise around him and sean payton and it's been history with them ever since. I mean, he's a career of 172 wins, 114 losses, no draws, 80,358 yards, 571 touchdowns, a one-time Super Bowl champ and Super Bowl MVP, a two-time NFL Offensive Player of the Year, a one-time Comeback Player of the Year, a 13-time Pro Bowler, and also holds multiple all-NFL records out there. A truly glorious career that drew Brees has had and and you know we've lost the likes of the manning brothers in in recent years and um and and lots of great quarterbacks have retired and and this is one of them quarterbacks um adam that, that is in that group of when they all came in together and been through that uh, what a career drew Brees has had yeah yeah i mean he's a uh, you know first class hall of famer definitely um you know he's you know number one for passing yards number one for completions number one for completion percentage um only brady above him for passing touchdowns i mean you know you can't you can't ask for much more from a quarterback over a career and i think the one thing that it, it goes to show is that Although you get these, like even now when you get these college quarterbacks come out of college, sometimes it doesn't necessarily work straight away. It didn't really work out for him at San Diego. Um, but it just goes to show that you can still be a really high level quarterback if you're given a chance on another team. Andrew, you've been watching the NFL really longer than, than me and Adam, though we, me and Adam both know the history of these players, etc. But Drew Brees for you, Hall of Fame, straight there. He's he's got he's got to be, isn't he? Yeah, it's definitely a Hall of Fame. He'll be straight in there, like you say, with the, with the big names that have recently retired. He's in there with them. I mean, he's he's more than just the quarterback um, for me. Uh, watching him play, you know, he was told he'd never make it in the NFL. He's too short. You know, he he had real bad injury and surgery to his shoulder, and they were said, you know, that might be the end of him and and then he made another career out of it. So it's just an inspiration for anyone trying to play that might have to sort of defy the odds um, in their college or high school. I think he was bullied when he was a child and things like that. So it's just a beautiful story as well behind all those stats that, you know, you can make it and you can do as well as him. He's a great ambassador for uh, charities. He's done a lot of work for um, New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. It's just... Uh, He's just someone really to look up to for the sport um, on a whole, really. He is the archetype of people that we've had, like Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, 
Baker Mayfield, like that smaller quarterback, he's been one. He was the one that proved, you know, we can make it. You don't have to be six five, six four, really stocky to be a quarterback. You know, you don't have to be particularly fast and athletic like a Lamar Jackson, for example. You can be small, you can be controlled with the ball. And if you're accurate and you take chances, then you can be a success in this league. And, and that's exactly what he has been, a, a massive success. And he's joined NBC and will be doing uh, Sunday night games there. So hopefully he has mu- as much of an impact in the commentary game as Tony Romo has when he's transitioned into the commentary booth as well. So really best of luck to Drew Brees in the future. And, and thank you and what a pleasure it has been to watch you play for New Orleans and San Diego as well. Let's let's dive into the free agency frenzy. This is what we're here for. This is what we want to talk about. And we're going to start with the most busy team of yesterday. Really busy, this team. And that was a New England Patriots team that are not famous for getting lots and lots of people in. They're, they're not particularly famous for being um, flippant with their money. But yesterday, they made some moves. They re-signed Cam Newton to a one-year deal. They bring in wide receivers Nelson Aguilar on a two-year, 22 million deal. Kendrick Bourne on a three-year, 15 million deal. They bring in Jonu Smith, the tight end, on a four-year, 50 million deal. Edrush and Matt Judon, four-year, 56 million. Jalen Mills, the safety, four years, 24 million. They also bought Devon Godshaw, Henry Anderson, re-signed Dietrich Wise. And the latest today is Hunter Henry, tight end from the LA Chargers, assigned for him as well. Uh, for three years, 37.5 million he's going to be getting over that time. Not got the biggest breakdown on all these contracts, but them names straight away. I mean, what really strikes me straight away here, Andrew, is that offense last year had nobody. They were so poor, they had no weapons. I know you like some of the guys over in the Patriots camp. I've, I've, you've, we've spoke about this before, me and you, and you've, you've said, you know, I don't mind him. I, I feel he was good in college, etc. How important was it that for them this year to go out to free agency and get Cam Newton some weapon? Well, we say Cam Newton, he has resigned whoever the quarterback is for the New England Patriots going forward, it could well not be Cam. But how important was it to get them offensive weapons? I mean, yeah, uh, I, I think getting Cam uh, first, obviously sort of projects what they were going to do here, because looking at the free agents that they've signed off the back of that, they seem to complement the way he plays. So it looks like they're, they're all on it in on him for this season. Um, they've, they've really, really mainly struggled at tight end, um, since losing uh, Gronk, really. They've never really replaced him. Um, so, you know, going out and getting those two big names, you know, a big uh, big run blocker, someone who, uh, and Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, who's, you know, showed how good he is with his hands as well. Uh, they've got a good rookie there in Ossie Ossie as well. Um, but if you look at the players that they've signed in the, in the positions, they're all the ones that we addressed last year saying, you know, that's where they're struggling. And uh, they seem to have addressed it in this free agency. Um, so it looks like they want to sort of get their name back on the board and sort of at least try and push for those playoffs for uh, again. I believe it's the second most guaranteed money in, in franchise history at the minute. Uh, from what I, uh, I keep reading, Adam, every time a player signed, it's like, well, it doesn't mean they're done yet. And there could be other players that are heading over to the Patriots. Anyone in particular out of the guys that they have got that you are you think was a really good move? Do you think there's anyone that you know like, oh, they could have could have maybe paid him less? Maybe they didn't need him. It, it, I mean, it was quite a shock to say if they went Johnny Smith tight end yesterday, then they go Hunter Henry another tight end today. It, that was a bit of a sh- surprise to me. 
Um, it, it's not a it's not a massive surprise when you if you sort of remember the way that they used to play when they had Gronkowski and Hernandez. You know, they used to play with two two big, strong, quick um, tight ends, and like they're they're big body touchdown kind of guys. They're not going to get you massive yards. Henry tends to be a bit more of a consistent performer, but Jamie Smith, you know, he hasn't he hasn't hit over 450 yards in any of his seasons. So um, it, it is something that you can, you know, they are red zone targets, but they're not necessarily going to, you know, move the chains all the time. So in a, in a way, it's not a massive shot. I think they still want to run the ball predominantly and they're going to use these tight ends as mainly blocking but also the red zone targets um i i think it, it's difficult i mean when you've got all that money and everybody knows that you've got all that money it's it's difficult to kind of get the deals done cheaply mm. um and for me i think joni smith like i say it's it's four years 50 million dollars and 31 and a quarter million guaranteed um, that's a lot for a player who hasn't had over 450 yards in a single season. Um, but at the same time, you know, he's been in a team where it's been Derek Henry most of the time. So you, maybe, maybe you can see it. But I, I do feel like a lot of their, a lot of these, it's almost like they're paying the price for having the budget available. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. When a team has all that money there's nowhere to hide it's not like you can be shrewd and go we haven't got any money like oh we you know you can't yeah. you can't um barter with, with the agent or with the player because they're like well we know you've got the money so you know don't be shy and pay my guy because i know what yeah. you've got i mean it's like someone like Jalen mills who who's been you know he's been okay for philadelphia he has been okay but he he hasn't been great and yet you're paying him 24 million over four years and you just sort of think to yourself that does seem like quite a lot but you know it's like i say it's difficult it's different uh difficult when they know that you've got the money so you kind of have to have to deal with it and and that's pretty much all you can uh all you can do hopefully uh they'll be able to bed all these players in and be okay. Andrew, is this a clear sign that Bill Belichick is was furious at the end of last year with how the team performed and with the record that they got and has quite simply put his foot down and gone, we're, we're not doing that again. We're not transitioning. Maybe I felt last year it was like a, it was like we're going to rebuild and maybe he's looked at it now, like, you know, do a full clear out and then rebuild. But, I think when he looks at now, he's thinking, well, actually, my age, I'm looking at division. The division's really good. We can't really afford the rebuild. We're really good outside the Jets, but you never know what the Jets are going to do in free agency. We'll talk about them later and also in the draft as well. It, it, it signals to me that he's going, we're not, we're not dipping in. We're not dipping again. We are. We need to stay at a, a level that is good. We can't afford to, to, to have down years or anything like that because we'll get punished for it. Yeah, I mean, I think last year, I don't think it's necessarily they've had a, had a dip and he's not happy with it. I think last year they didn't overly try. Um, and they had the most opt-outs out of everybody. And the opt-outs that they had were massive names. You know, they lost their quarterback. 
Uh, they've had a lot of youngsters. Um, I just felt like, you know, they, they put Cam in there and thought, you know, we'll just give it a year, see how it goes. We've got decent draft picks coming up in the future. You know, we'll get our opt-outs back the following year and, you know, we'll push again that year. And, and last year was just, uh, you know, it, it, we'll see how it goes and that'll do. Um, I don't think he necessarily um, expected anything of uh, his team last year. And now he's um, pushing again and rebuilding. And, you know, I think... Um, a lot of people, would have, the, the team would have dropped off a lot of people's radars with how poor they were last year. And then, like I say, with all the opt-ins they've got back and a um, couple of the free agents have signed, I think uh, people might underestimate them still. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting um, AFC East uh, in, in 2021 for sure. Let's let's have a look at our personal teams then. So we'll start with my team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and feel free to, to chip in, guys, if you want to. But, um, you know, we've, we yesterday was a, a day for us where, uh, predictably, we lost Bud Dupree. He went and signed with the Tennessee Titans, a five-year, $82.5 million deal there. Um, I, I, I'm not surprised that we, we, we said we couldn't keep Bud Dupree. We didn't have the money for it. I, the only thing upsets me is he's stuck in the AFC. Uh, but I like him going to the Titans. I, I don't think that's a bad move for him as a player, as a Steelers fan. I, I, it's, it's not a great move for me because they're still in the AFC. I think the Titans and Steelers are teams that could definitely find each other in schedule and also in the playoffs. If that happens in 2021, that come, could come back to bite us. And Bud Dupree has shown that he plays really well when he has an elite guy next to him. And Harold Landry, I think, on the other side for Tennessee there is an elite guy. I think he goes quite under the radar a lot of the time, but he's he's a really, really good player. So it's a shame we've lost him, but we just couldn't afford to keep him. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't dislike Alex Highsmith, who we drafted last year, and keeping uh, him there to replace Bud Dupree. So... That, that's that's good for him. And Matt Filer, the offensive lineman, he's gone off to the LA Chargers. Three years, uh, 21 million he's getting there. Not surprising there either. I, I would have liked to maybe have kept in. Maybe a little bit too expensive, though. Um, just because I think our offensive line does need a bit of a bit of depth. I don't think we have loads of depth. But that's clearly something now the Steelers are going to have to look at to uh, in the in the draft. It about ten minutes ago, just before we got on uh, got on recording, uh, nose tackle Tyson Alualu. He's uh, agreed to a two-year deal with, with the Jags. I don't know the money that he's gone for with that, but I, I don't dislike that for the Jags either. They've got a a veteran nose tackle in there. He had a hell of a year last year. A player for me that is good because he had a lead around him. You know, when you've got Cam Hayward, Stefan Tuitt, Bud Dupree, TJ Watt around you, I think you are going to be a pretty good player. But you go to the Jags where I don't dislike the Jags defense at all. I think they've got some really capable guys. Um, but And he is an older, an older player. I think he's 31, maybe 32. So it's a good to have a veteran presence on that defensive line for the Jags there. We have re-signed Cam Sutton to a two-year, nine million deal. Uh, we're losing Joe Hayden probably, so I don't dislike that. He's young, not he's not fantastic, but I think he's a decent player, so I don't dislike any of them there. Um, it, it, we'll go on to the Packers um, next, I suppose. So obviously, Adam, the big thing for the Packers was Aaron Jones, really, and I think we all we all felt really as fans, and I think we actually, apart from yourself. Would have liked to have seen him gone somewhere else. But Aaron Jones <laughs> re-signs with the Packers on a four-year, um, $48 million, uh deal there. Quite a big bit of money, but, you know, he's a, he's a big-time player. I think uh, 
Green Bay has lost offensive talent in the past, and it's been a criticism of not being able to retain offensive talent on the Packers. How happy were you keeping Aaron Jones? Um, I think it was more shock than anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think most, if you uh, if you speak, you know, speak to any many Green Bay fans that you see on Twitter or anything like that, and you talk to um, a lot of them are really surprised. We had kind of all come to the conclusion that he definitely wasn't coming back because they just can't afford him. So when it came when it came through that he was going to do it, you sort of think to yourself, okay, well, how's how's that going to work exactly? It's like you've going to, I mean, they're restructuring contracts anyway. Um, but yeah, you do sort of think, how's, how's that going to work? But I think um, there probably is, now that they've done this and they've spent that extra money, I do think there is a slightly stronger chance that they should restructure Aaron Rodgers now, um, which means that he will be, you know, if they restructure him, he probably will be given either more money or more years. Um so that that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, <laughs> Why is it every time we, anyone talks about the Packers, it always goes back to Jordan Love getting Jordan Love, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you know, uh, like as we've discussed before, I think when it comes to comes to that, I, I think they, um, I think the the front office genuinely thought that Rogers was kind of on a bit of a dip and on his way out to a certain extent. Um, and then obviously came back and did what he did this year and showed that he's definitely not. So, mm. um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's great, great that Jones is there. Um, he's, I, I'm not really um, an advocate for going out and spending a lot of money on running backs, but there are a select few that I think are are. They're almost like they provide so much in the team that you need to do it. Someone like an Alvin Kamara is, is someone that you need to spend the money on. Um, someone like Christian McCaffrey. And the diff, the reason that these guys are worth it is because they are not only great as a running back, they're also really good in the passing game. Mm. And that's something that Aaron Jones is as well. I mean, he's not quite at that level, but he's he's kind of like the next level down. And so... You sort of feel like, you know, you've got a guy who, you know, for the last two years, he's finished as the third and the fifth best running back in the league. Um, so I think it's I think it's going to be very good that he's there. The way that the contract is, it kind of makes you feel like they want him there for a, like a long time. It's not just like a one, two year thing. You kind of get the feeling that they want him there for quite a bit. Um, and I think that he'll make a really good sort of one-two punch with AJ Dillon, um, who can kind of almost like be that Jamal Williams role, who you know, unfortunately they just won't be able to keep him. Mm. But yeah, I think Aaron Jones uh, signing, it was just a, a big shock, but it's it's great and it's good to see that they're kind of, it feels like they're going down not completely, but they are trying to go down the same route as what the Buccaneers have done, where it's almost like keeping the band together. So hopefully it will be a good thing for them. Unfortunately, some of the band has had to go, though. So uh, the two notable ones I've got, one of them maybe not so notable, was Christian Kirksey. He's gone off to Houston on a one-year deal there. But a notable one is Corey Lindsley, who has just signed with the, uh, yes, they signed with the LA Chargers in a five-year, 62 and a half, million dollar deal which is pretty pretty big but former pro bowler um 
I don't. I can't imagine you have that many strong feelings about losing Kirksey, but Lindsley is, is a is, is a really good offensive lineman. Um, like I said, you're trying to keep the band together, but you are gonna. Unfortunately, you are gonna have to chop a change to the drummer or the bassist every now and then, aren't you? Yeah, I mean that there was there was no way that um, that was going to be able to happen and keep Corey Lindsley. I think the decision was made when uh, Bakhtiari got his deal. You know, it, it really was a matter of what it was going to be one or the other. Um, and um, you know, we went for Bakhtiari, and uh, unfortunately, that means that they've lost Corey Lindsay. The only good thing is, is that um, Jenkins has moved around on the O-line quite a lot, and he is someone who will, you know, will be able to fill that position. And I think that you'll probably find that in the first round in the draft, we'll probably go for an alignment. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of, it's a shame, obviously, because he's a great, great player. Um, but he deserved, you know, he deserves to get paid. And he's he's played really well for us. And it's it's good to see him get paid. And, um, you know, they needed they needed someone after um, they, uh, they lost Mike Pouncey when he got retired. So... It was, um, it's kind of a good one for everyone, really, that one. And it's just unfortunate. It's just the way that it is. But, uh, yeah, when it, when it comes to Christian Kirksey, to be honest, it was a bit like, um, you know, it, it was like the previous year we lost Blake Martinez. You know, it's, it's a similar thing. It kind of, when Kirksey came in, it kind of felt like it was a one-for-one swap. So, it's, um, that one's not so much of a, much of a downer, but, mm. you know. It's uh, it's a shame that Lindsley went, but you know, it's what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of one, you know, keeping one and living without the other, we'll move on to the New York Giants with Andrew here. And you did keep uh, Austin Johnson, and you have signed Devonte Booker. Just to to names for me, but I'm not that bothered about. We won't go into any big detail on that. But you have lost. Um, when I was talking about one keeping one and losing the other, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, he's gone off to Minnesota on a two-year, twenty-two million deal. Yeah, I've lost Kevin Zeitler as well. He's gone off to Baltimore on a three-year, twenty-two and a half million deal. Um, so with Dalvin Tomlinson, clearly it was losing him because you wanted to re-sign Leonard Williams. How, how, how? What was the feeling with you, Andrew, when you read that he was gone? Yeah, it's a shame that he had to go because he is a, a very consistent, reliable player, uh, and he has been good for us, but. It, it was which one do you want to keep, I think, with uh, with money's getting tight with the Giants now. So it was going to be, you know, try and push for Leonard Williams and get him, uh, I think, signed off of the free uh, off of the franchise tag and actually get him onto a contract. Um, you had to say goodbye to one. Uh, and Austin Johnson, who we have re-signed, when he did play, he was... Uh, he was very good. Uh, I thought he was, you know, uh, he's, he's going to go in there and he's going to go, he's going to play well. I think going forward, we're going to play a mix of 4-3 and 3-4 um, all season. And um, I think Austin Johnson will fill in uh, in that 3-4. So it's just um, looking to the draft now uh, to strengthen up on defensive end, uh, along with Dexter Lawrence, I think. So, um yeah, it, it's, it's still looking good for us. There's still the players there. Um, so, yeah, I've got no qualms. Uh, the Devontae Booker uh, signing, I think that's really odd. I mean, yeah, we've got Wayne Gorman and Dion Lewis, both on free agency. I don't think we'll bring either of them back. But Devontae Booker, he's always been a backup. He was the third string at the Raiders uh, last year and didn't 
really do a lot. So I'm a bit concerned on what he's going to bring to the team above maybe re-signing Wayne Gorman, who, when he did, was asked the question, um, did all right. Um, uh, So I think there were some better names uh, on free agency that we may could have looked at instead of uh, Devontae Booker, really. Uh, And what about Kevin Zeitler? Obviously a key piece in that offensive line that um, hasn't been... The strongest, I mean, you, you guys picked a very an offensive lineman very high in the draft last year. Had, um, obviously, some opt-outs on that offensive line last year as well. It's sad to see him go. Uh, um, I don't know, really, because um, we, we went out and we spent a lot of money uh, on O-line. We spent a lot of money on uh, Nate Solder. We spent a lot of money on Zeitler. And it never really worked. You know, every year we were in the first round, we were, we were taking... O-lineman again, you know, we we picked up Will Hernandez, he's done good. We picked up Andrew Thomas, he's looking like, you know, an, another year in the league, he'll get there. Um, so, you know, th- we spent a lot of money on um, Solder and Zeitler, and they just never really fulfilled their potential of what they, they, um, they came with such big sort of reputations. So, you know, I'd, I'm not overly fussed about that one. I think um, in the second round of the draft, we'll look at another another youngster. Um, we, you know, we've got some guys in there that are, you know, coming in, coming into, like, say, Andrew Thomas is going to be in his second year. Will Hernandez has looked good for us. So, um, yeah, I'm not overly bothered about losing Zeitler uh, as we get Nate Solder back. So, well, predictably, we hyped up that there'd be loads of action going on whilst we were doing this recording, and there has been absolutely naffle so far. <laughs> so, we'll take a, a tiny little break, and then when we'll, we'll get back. We'll talk about some of the notable signings, uh, some of the notable players that stayed on the same team, and also some of the guys that are out there still and uh, who, who they may go to. So uh, we'll be back in one second, and hopefully we'll have a bit more of an exciting second half for you. Okay, and we're back. Uh, so like we said, nothing really happening, unfortunately, in the world of free agent signings. We hoped that there'd be some major ones or maybe some, some little ones happening. I mean, it's been in the last half an hour... Um, there's been talk about the books have had conversations with Ndamukong Sue, Leonard Fournette, Ryan Suckup, Antonio Brown about keeping them there. Um, there's been talk about Richard Sherman, the cornerback from uh, San Francisco 49ers. Very keen is the New Orleans Saints, apparently, for him. Um, but no movement on that just yet. We talked about Tyson Lou in the uh, section a moment ago. That's the latest one, really, from what we've heard. But hopefully in the second half, we'll get some breaking news going for you. But let's talk about some notable signings that happened yesterday and today, for that matter. So we'll talk about the biggest one today, I think, which happened in the last couple of hours. And that is Shaquille Griffin former cornerback of the Seattle Seahawks, drafted by the Seattle Seahawks, um, was released. And he's just signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars on a three-year, $44.5 million deal. Um, a, a very talented young cornerback. I mean, Jags spent a high draft pick last year on CJ Henderson. They've also re-signed Sidney Jones today as well, um, Andrew. So reinforcing this cornerback room now for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I mean, it feels like Urban Meyer is going out there. He's recruiting some guys that he knows. Not all of them have been, I'd say, superstars. It feels like he's recruiting some under-the-radar guys that he thinks have got potential. But this is this is surely a marquee signing of the whole of the uh, the free agency frenzy window here. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great pickup for them. It look, It's positive. I mean, in previous years, we've seen them let players go and be really confused and have question marks over what they're doing. Uh, but with uh, looking at what they're bringing in and what Urban Meyer's doing, and you know, obviously they're going to get Trevor Lawrence in that team. I, I think this is a step forward 
uh, for them and uh, will definitely improve uh, their team going uh, for next season. Really, with this signing, Adam, for me, this feels like the Jalen Ramsey replacement signing, really, because no one's really replaced Jalen Ramsey since he left Jacksonville, being traded to the LA Rams. This feels very much like we're going to go get our big name. Obviously, they drafted Jalen Ramsey. They didn't sign him off the free agency, but they've gone and got a marquee guy now. And him with Sidney Jones, who's young and experienced, CJ Henderson, who was decent last year. Um, he's going to be finding his feet more and more in the NFL. How are you feeling about that? I think the um, I think the Jags are actually not as far away as what everyone maybe thinks. Mm. You know, they've got a lot of money. They can go out and they can get these guys in. Um, when you bring in a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence as well, um, you know, they're, they're going to have some really good pieces around them and they've got some really good draft picks to bring in some good young talent. So I really don't think they're that far away. And the defence, actually, when you actually, like, a lot of the games that they played in last year, there were some of them that they actually weren't that far off of. I mean, I remember when they played the Packers last year at, at Green Bay, and they weren't, you know, yeah, they lost, but they didn't lose by, like, 20, 30 points. Mm. Um, so, you know, the defence isn't isn't that bad. And by bringing in players like Griffin, it, it's the sort of thing that will make the difference and like you say it kind of is the replacement for Jalen Ramsey and I think they've almost it kind of almost feels like they've had a few years they've got rid of all the what they would call the bad apples in the locker room and they've kind of like got got some young players there now who want to be there and also I think with Urban Meyer there you've got a you've got a coach who Probably, you know, he's, he's been talked about coming into the NFL for a really, really long time. And I think he's probably come in with a plan. And that's what he's going to do. And he probably knows the guys that he wants to go for. And Griffin's a, a quality addition for them. Definitely a quality addition, I think. I, I'm really pleased for uh, a, a personal friend of mine and Andrew's, uh, Johnny. Johnny listens to us regularly. He is, uh, I think, particularly giddy about getting Griffin on the team. So congrats to the Jags for going to get him. Let's talk about some of the guys who have been paid with a capital P. I mean, Joe Tooney. Um, Joe Tooney, the guard from uh, New England Patriots, gone to the Kansas City Chiefs in a five-year, 80 million deal, Adam. I mean, he has been paid. Obviously, Kansas City Chiefs, they cut Eric Fisher. They cut Mitchell Swartz, both Pro Bowl uh, offensive lineman. There was lots of memes and teases on social media about, well, Patrick Mahomes is going to have no offensive line, just like he did in the Super Bowl. Um, but they've gone and brought one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL in and, and on a big deal there. How impressed are you with Joe Tooney going over to Kansas City? Um, I think it's something that they desperately needed to do. Um, you know, you, you saw in the, in the Super Bowl, you can't have Mahomes running around like a crazy man and expect him to be able to do everything for them. It just doesn't work like that. Um, so yeah, I mean they needed someone who who's you know who's incredibly experienced, a very good player. Um, he's never missed a game for the Patriots in the five seasons that he was there. He's been to three straight Super Bowls. You know you can't get more experienced than this. And after releasing the, uh, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Swartz, you know, you, you need to bring in some depth and, and people that are going to be there as a sort of like, you know, all the time. And this guy, it's a lot of money, but he's one of the guys who's probably worth the money. 
Yeah, he, he's he's definitely worth the money. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs really did need to address it, and they went and paid him big. Someone who didn't get paid big, but Andrew, it becomes a very, very interesting situation, and that is the veteran, the, the player that we every NFL UK fan loves, every NFL fan loves, I think, and that is Ryan Fitzpatrick going off to Washington football team for a, a one-year deal, 10, $10 million there. All right, it's not big money. It's not. It's clearly not the reset of the franchise. That's not going to happen here, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andrew. But is is this the starter? Is is this him and Taylor Heineke going to be uh, going to be fighting it out for that starting position? Uh, do you think this is good for Fitzpatrick? Is this good for Washington to have a player like him in? I mean, it, it looks like a lot of people are doing what like they look at Fitzpatrick and they think you know he's a top quality guy that can help young quarterbacks and if they are struggling he can come in win the game and he doesn't seem like he's bothered whether he's in and out or on the bench or having a laugh um so i think he's the perfect person for them to bring in uh if they do really want to try and have a punt with heineke and see if he can produce uh the goods because if he doesn't and he struggles fitzpatrick is the perfect person to come in you know um and, and it doesn't cost a lot. You know what you're going to get out of him. I think he's a great locker room guy. He'd be so so good for all of those youngsters. And they have a lot of youngsters. So I think he's only going to improve their play, even just in the training camps or at training. Um, so it, it makes perfect sense. that I think they're going to go for Heineke and Fitzpatrick will be there to pick up the pieces just in case. We, we, we have breaking news, but unfortunately, it is not a player signing. It is a player leaving. And, and it will link to another player that I do want to talk about, Adam. Um, and that is Yannick Ngakwe at the Las Vegas Raiders. So, unfortunately, the Pro Bowl center Rodney Hudson for the Las Vegas Raiders has been released. Now, that is a top center that is now going out into the free agency market. And really, the Raiders who have had a very good O-line for two years now tearing it down they, they've they've traded trent brown they've richie incognito's out of there now they get they've got rid of rodney hudson i mean what what direction is this for the raiders i don't really know i don't really understand these moves is this just freeing up some cap space for the future or what what do you think's going on here with the raiders oh uh, well they you know they might be freeing up the cap space for russell wilson <laughs> oh that is that's a that's a big claim well you know gruden likes his new shiny toy so I'm telling you, I told <laughs> and, you last week. And Russell, and Russell Wilson is very used to not having an offensive line either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that, <isn't it? laughs> um, so let's talk about Yannick and Gakwe quickly. Obviously, problems over in Jacksonville. He gets moved over to Minnesota. He then gets traded in season to the Baltimore Ravens. He's then released by the Ravens. He's now signed to the Vegas Raiders. Two-year, twenty-six million deal. Um, they've got two good edge rushers. I mean, in Clelin Ferrell, we're not really sure what's. If he's great, yeah, he's, he's decent, we know, but is he good or great? Max Crosby's come out of nowhere and been a real dominant force in that defensive line for them. Is this a good move for you, getting on Gakwe in? Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's a he's a decent player, isn't he, on Gakwe? It's like, but for whatever reason, he he doesn't seem to stick at a team. I don't quite know what it is, but mm. it just seemed that seems to be the one issue with him. But maybe. Um, Maybe he will settle in a, you know, if, if you've got the one thing. I know I, I kind of take the Mickey out of Gruden a bit and, and the whole Raiders set up, but I think sometimes when you've kind of got that sort of like 
tough guy attitude. Sometimes players need that, and maybe that's something that he's been missing a little bit in, at the other teams. But it's it's surprising that he he couldn't um, stick in Baltimore. But maybe maybe they've just found a better option or a cheaper option. Um, but yeah, I mean he's a decent player, but it, it just seems crazy to change up your whole you know your whole O line. But it's the Raiders, isn't it? So. <laughs> uh, Andrew, I'm going to keep us in in my division in the AFC North. So I'm going to quickly quickly just tell you about the other breaking news that has just come up two minutes ago. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals have signed former Pittsburgh Steelers cornerback Mike Hilton. So Mike Hilton, a player that I know quite well, a decent cornerback, has gone off to the, to the Bengals. However, I'm going to talk about another division team um as well we can talk about both of them andrew and that is john johnson going to the cleveland browns on a three-year 30 uh i've i've it says 30 squiggle it could be a 33 or 37.75 i think it's 33.75 million contract uh the fc north getting some decent players in there for me looking at cleveland now as a Steeler fan i look at ronnie harrison i look at john johnson now who is fantastic in la i look at Greedy Williams, who could still be up and coming. I look at Denzel Ward, um, Grant Delpit, who missed the whole year last year. I mean, that's a, a strong-looking secondary now for the Cleveland Browns. And also the Bengals making some moves to improve their secondary as well. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the Cleveland Browns uh, first, you know, people did say that secondary was probably the weak link. Um, of that team. I mean, I, I rate a lot of those players, but, you know, they haven't managed to stay fit. Um, so, you know, bringing uh, Johnson over, who I really, really rate, is just another piece to their puzzle. And, um, yeah, they're going from strength to strength, which is not good for you. Um, another year again uh, of maturity and moving forward and things like that is only going to uh, make that team better. Um, whether they can produce the goods next year uh, with that maturity level, then we'll see. But, yeah, I think that's a great signing for them. That that backfield looks set now. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just um, I think they're probably one short on, on wide receiver uh, now at, of, of being a top-quality team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the Bengals, uh, yeah, I think they made some nice moves. Um, in this free agency so far, uh, nothing overly dramatic, but you know, there's nothing too exciting really gone on for them at the moment. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's talk quickly about uh, a team that Adam on a, on a previous podcast we were on, and uh, on this podcast we have taken the Mickey out of a lot, and that is the New York Jets. Um, I think they have made here two really, really smart moves. And that is bringing in Carl Lawson, formerly of the Cincinnati Bengals, and Corey Davis, wide receiver of the Tennessee Titans, both on three-year deals. Biggish money. Carl Lawson on forty-five million, and uh, Corey Davis thirty-seven point five mil. I think these moves are very, very smart by the Jets here. I don't think it's frivolous. I think you get a really good edge rusher in Carl Lawson, who did not have massive sack numbers, but quarterback pressured numbers was huge last year, and he allowed guys to be able to go and sack the quarterback. And Corey Davis, who has been out, has not been has not been a first-round pick like he was at the Tennessee Titans. I, I believe he was a first-round pick anyway. And has been overshadowed by people like A.J. Brown. Um, but is a solid, decent wide receiver. I, I think these two moves by the Jets are very, very good. 
Um, I like like Lawson. I think that's a very good move for them. Mm. I think um, whoever ends up becoming, um, you know, that they, they need that that sort of player there. I, I think that's a that's a good move. Corey Davis is a is a difficult one. I mean, the problem with Corey Davis is that he's he's spent a while in the league. He hasn't really done that much, and then he suddenly had a good year last year when his contract came up. Mm. So it, it's that that's the only problem I would say with Corey Davis. Um, having said all that, it, it, it's difficult. It's a, in a way, it's a little bit like having a go at Jonas Smith for not getting enough yards. You know, it's like in that, in that setup in Tennessee, the number one, two and three play is give it to Derek Henry. So it, it is difficult to have a, a proper go at these players because obviously you do have that that going on there. Um, but Corey Davis showed this year that he can be a good number two. Um, they they need to bring in someone else who's a, a little bit higher higher end. And there, there are players out there that could do that. Um, I, but I do feel like he's he's going to be one of them players who's always going to be a very good number two and not a good enough number one. I think that's the problem with the Jets at the minute, maybe, is they have got a lot of number twos. They've not yeah. got... They've got Denzel Mims, who could potentially be a number one. We, don't, we just don't know yet. Jamison Crowder is a number two guy. Corey Davis is a number two guy. I mean, one of these guys could shine and become the number one. I just don't know. Maybe in the draft we'll see a number one come through. Um, we'll give a moment to Andrew um, and glorify him in his foresight of knowledge of the situation in Tampa Bay. Um, so Andrew said last week that Tampa you know, franchise Chris Godwin talks about that. He said, well, I reckon they'll get back Levante David. They'll get back Shaq Barrett. They'll be able to work it all out. Well, funnily enough, the prophecy came true and uh, Shaq Barrett, uh, Levante David re-signed by the Tampa Buccaneers. Shaq Barrett as well, um, re-signed by Tampa four year, 68 million deal. Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski is going to be back as well on a one year, 8 million deal. How important was it for Tampa? We talked about getting the band back together earlier. I mean, the, the Buccaneers have done really well to retain all of their Super Bowl champion players, right? I mean, yeah, like I said, once they franchised uh, Godwin and I saw that, I just knew that that had to be the reason that they were trying to get the other two on contracts where they could spread the money out uh, and keep the band together. It was it was the logical thing that uh, made sense money-wise. Um, and obviously, uh, that was correct. I mean, it's definitely been built around, you know, let's try and go back to back because I think they might be in a bit of a bother come the second year of all those contracts. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to keep the band together all that time. So it might be a sort of, you know, let's see if we can go back to back and then restructure some contracts again. But uh, I think it's some great moves. Um, I'm not sure how, how they're going to re-sign some of the others, but they've kept the main core uh, in there. So that's uh, that's perfect. So, um, yeah, I think they've got a great shot now at going back to back. They've definitely got a shot of going back to back. Another couple of players who re-signed for their team, but they're already out. Leonard Floyd being one of them. Adam going back to the Rams on a four-year deal. Romeo Okwara going back to the Detroit Lions on a three-year deal. Jameis Winston, who we presume is going to be the starter for the New Orleans Saints. He's gone back on a one-year uh, 5.5 million deal. In fact, I think, I think it might be a 15.5 million deal there uh, for Jameis Winston. Um, I, I, was there any players that you were surprised got to stay at their team? Uh, was there anyone that you thought 
that was really good that they kept them at their team. What what do you reckon on these on some of these guys? I suppose. Um, I think Leonard Floyd's probably a good one for the Rams to keep there. Obviously, they've kind of gone all in to try and win it now. Um, so I think you know you can't. As great as Aaron Donald is, he can't do everything. Sometimes you need the extra players around him, and I think someone like Leonard Floyd showed this year that he's capable of doing that. So I think that's a really good move. Um, I don't think there was any others that were... I think the one that was probably the most impressive was the, the Buccaneers and managing to keep literally everybody um, all, all together. I think that's probably the most impressive one, but that's about it, really. Okay, let's let's quickly talk about some of these unsigned free agents that are still available out in the world. I'll just give you know give you some names, uh, throw some names out there. Just quick synopsis where you think will be good for them to go um, and etc. Uh, so let's we'll start with Adam uh, Trent Williams. Trent Williams. Um... If you need any help, if you need any help with salary cap, I have got the cap space right in front of me. If you need it. Um, where what's his position again? Left tackle. Left tackle. Left tackle. Um, he's going to be on a big I contract. Was... I mean, Jets, Jets, Jags, Colts, Chargers, Washington, Denver, yeah. Miami, Carolina—they've all got big money. I think probably probably the Jets mm. would be would be somewhere that he. I mean, whether he would be up for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the, I mean, yeah, the Jets would be would definitely be one that that needed a left tackle. So, mm. what about for you, Andrew? What for Trent Williams? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you probably look at any of the, any of those teams that are unsure of if they're if they're too far down in the draft to maybe go after one of the big names. Uh, um, offensive tackle. I mean, I think maybe, maybe the, the Bears might take a run at him. I think they could do with strengthening their own line. Mm. They could be saving their money for Russell Wilson as well, though. So, you know, that could be, <laughs> it could be their option they're going for. Um, Andrew, just because I know he's, hot, he's close to your heart and you want him there, Kenny Golladay. Yeah, um, apparently we've met with him. Apparently we're, we're really hot on him. Um, so, I think it's 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 a piece that we are missing. I really like um, uh, Slayton and I really like uh, Shepard. I think they're very talented receivers. You know, um, we I thought Golden Tate would do better, but he you know suffered with injuries, suspensions, and a lot of bad times. So uh, maybe Golladay, if he can stay fit, will definitely be uh, that number one receiver with a bit more experience. Maybe bring these youngsters along. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely want him at the Giants. Um, so I'm not even going to suggest him going anywhere else. New York Giants haven't got loads of cap space. According, this is according to Spot Track. It could well be wrong. I mean, it, it, I usually use over the cap, but it felt like over the cap hasn't been updated that quick. But uh, they'd have to make some moves to try and get him in. From the looks of it, what about you, Adam? Where would you like to see Kenny Galladay go? Um, I think that a good a good spot for Kenny Golladay would probably be the Dolphins. Mm. Um, I I think they desperately need um, some wide receivers. I know they've got Devonte Parker, um, but you know Preston Williams. Unfortunately for him, has just consistently been getting injured and not being able to play a whole season. So uh, someone like the Dolphins. The other place that would be um, an interesting spot for him to go to, and they do need. Uh, wide receivers would be the Colts, mm. um, a team that's that really 
you sort of feel like they are looking to to give it a go and and try and kick on from last year. So that that would be another one who could afford him. Do you, uh, well, and I'm going to say another player's name, but I, I can imagine this is going to relate to the Colts as well. But Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah, uh, yeah, another one. I mean, to be honest, it's it's quite amazing, really. You think of how many deals that have gone through, and yet how many players are still around, especially mm. wide receivers. Um, yeah, Juju Smith Schuster again. The Colts, the Dolphins. The problem with Juju Smith-Schuster is, again, it feels like he's a player who is a very, very good number two, but not the main guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's the one one thing with with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are there's gonna be places out there like the Giants that need it, but they don't have loads of money. The Jags, the Jets, the the Chargers are a team that are looking for another wide receiver. They've got Keenan Allen, Allen and Mike Williams, but might, they might want to upgrade from Mike Williams. So, you know, there's an, there's another one. Um, I think I think the the for both of them players, Kenny Galladay and Juju Smith-Schuster, I think the Raiders, they've got rid of Tyrell Williams, they've got rid of Nelson Aguilar. I mean, they've got yeah. they've got Hunter Renfro and um, his name's just completely escaped me. The Henry, Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs, that's the one. Um it wouldn't shock me if they were both if they if they were getting looked at by the Raiders. I, I think the only issue with the Raiders is that they haven't got a lot of money. Mm. But then you know maybe this is why they're making moves now. <clears throat> so it's it's entirely possible that that could be what they're doing. I do feel like the Raiders desperately need that sort of star guy on the offense. Mm. What about yourself, Andrew? Um, for Juju Smith-Schuster, I thought like the Jets would have been a perfect landing spot for him uh, if they hadn't signed Corey Davis. I mean, it would have given him another chance to be that number one wide receiver. They haven't got a lot of massive names, so he could be that sort of, you know, look at me, I'm Juju Smith-Schuster, that he wants to be the TikTok star. Mm-hmm. You know, it, would have, it, it could have fulfilled something for him and something for them. You know, it gives them a name and, you know, people might be talking about them a bit more. But I think I think if, with them going with Corey Davis, I don't think it's really um, going to be for them. I think also looking at teams that might need uh, another strong head, you're probably looking at the Washington football <laughs> team. Um, other than McLaurin, uh, I, th- I think they're, uh, they struggle a bit for a, another big name. So I think he complements... Um, McLaurin quite well um, mm. of them both being sort of the, playing for that number one spot or you know on the day whichever one's playing the best mm. so I think you're probably looking at one of those teams I mean we've also got some def- heck of heck of defensive players out there as well I mean Hassan Reddick who really had a breakout year last year in Arizona Jadavian Clowney who hasn't he did all right in Seattle when he left Houston didn't really do much for Tennessee last year can you can you envisage that teams are going to be wanting to snap them up soon? I mean, they're both going to be paid probably, both going to be wanting big money being outside linebackers, being that edge edge rush type player. Um, can you imagine they're both going to get snapped up soon? I mean, there is some good linebackers coming up in this draft is the only thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it, in a way, this is kind of why I was a little surprised that um, the Bucks went back to Shaq Barrett. It's like they they picked when they picked him up they picked him up on a really cheap deal and now they've signed him up to a really expensive one. Um, but there's a lot of 
good pass rushers out there. Um, so, I mean, there's a there's every team, <laughs> yeah. every team in the league is a pass rusher who's decent, and there's a lot of them in free agency. So, it I, it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of them ended up going, um, you know, for for decent money. Well, I, I would, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see where, where both of them defensive players go. Inevitably, guys who are listening and, and you two who are here, we've had absolutely naff all people signing. We all want, all three of us were wanting Kenny Golliday to come through, hopefully during the podcast was on, which is a complete pain and completely inevitable when you hype up a podcast to have some breaking news on it, potentially anyway. And of course it hasn't happened. But that doesn't matter because it's we're still going to enjoy it and it's still going to be a good laugh. Um, but that that's it from the franchise tag uh, podcast this week. Um, thank you, Andrew, for joining us. Um, uh, thank you again for for uh, helping us out with this and uh, being here with us. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed for Kenny Golday will be a New York Giant by the end of the night, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and and also thank you adam for for joining me as well um you can find lots of adam's articles etc as well on uh online adam uh what, what's your handle to be able to check out the articles that you do uh so if you go onto my twitter page it's at the red gambler one um and then you can see all the articles that i do for uh pro football mania and k fantasy sports oh brilliant well they're always good to uh always good to read and we also promote them as well so uh if you want to check out any of adam's articles you're more than welcome to um but you can also get in contact with us if you want to chat to us as well on our um on our social media on facebook and instagram on the franchise tag podcast and on twitter with the handle at franchise tag uk you can also email us at the franchise tag pod at gmail.com you find our podcast on itunes podcast where you can leave a rating and a review and we are also on spotify as well but if you uh, if you don't have any platforms if you don't subscribe to them, that's fine you can go onto our website www.thefranchisetag.co.uk um thank you for joining us we had an enjoyable time talking about free agents and the free agency frenzy but it's happening unfortunately no breaking news to uh, to give to you i'm checking twitter really quickly now just in case we have any absolutely nothing so sorry that we couldn't do any live reactions but that is just the nature of the beast but until then enjoy the rest of your week and hopefully we'll see you all next week and uh, have a great weekend and hopefully some interesting moves happen between now and next week for us to chat about so we'll see you all very soon Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.